Reverse Interview Podcast, Episode 10. Now is the perfect time to find your dream job, but it requires a fresh look and a unique twist. That's why Charles Woolsey is here to extract proven solutions from today's experts and make your dream job a reality. Welcome to the Reverse Interview Podcast. Get in, get hired, get promoted. Here's your host, often recognized from behind by his bald spot, Charles Woolsey. Now that's just kind of embarrassing, especially since my next guest is an image consultant. Oh well. Stephanie Ann Vihan has been an entrepreneur since the age of eight. She's gone from making crafts and selling them on her street to catering and selling food for private jets. Now she can help you get your career off the ground or flying higher than it ever has before. She's learned that companies change their image periodically and you need to also. In fact, about 70% of her clients get hired or promoted within about 30 to 60 days of getting a makeover. How does this work? Just listen to Stephanie Ann Vihan. So Stephanie Ann, tell me what was your very first job? Well, my very first job um, when I was in high school was actually at Sonic. That was my very first uh, full-time paying job. However, I have been an entrepreneur since the age of eight. And what were you doing as an entrepreneur at eight? At eight years old. So you know how most kids have a lemonade stand? You know, I think every child in America has <laughs> had a lemonade stand. I think most of them did. I never did. I lived on a dead-end road. Uh, well, I've always been really innovative, and so I saw all the other kids were doing lemonade, and I started to think about, you know, what was I passionate about, and I loved crafts. And so what I would do is I would make crafts, and on Saturday mornings, I would sit out in my lawn because I lived in a cul-de-sac, but I lived in the corner house on the main thoroughbred in and out of our uh, neighborhood. So pretty much anyone came in and out, passed by, and I would make holiday wreaths. So whatever was coming up, like I would have just had, you know, Halloween ones, I'd be doing Thanksgiving ones, then Christmas, then Valentine's, then St. Patrick's Day. And I would do these wreaths, work on them during the week. And then on Saturday mornings, I would sit out in my front lawn and sell the wreaths that I had made. So most kids have a lemonade stand once or twice, but it sounds like you were so successful, you kept doing this over and over with your crafts? Yes, yes. Sat out most Saturday mornings. I think I think the summertime is the only time I didn't really, uh, you know, because we were always traveling and stuff as, as a kid, but definitely, you know, during that school year and Saturday mornings, I would sit out and sell my crafts. Great. So what took you to Sonic after being an entrepreneur for so long? Um... Because my friend worked there. <laughs> okay. One of, one, of, one of my high school friends uh, worked there, and I wanted something. And I think, too, I was in the work-study program at high school, and so I had to have a job. I see. And did your entrepreneurial leanings take you anywhere after that? Yes. I've actually only had uh, three jobs in my entire life. The rest have been uh, entrepreneur I started in uh, network marketing right out of high school and did well at, at that. And then also started my second job was a I was a flight, uh, what they called a line girl at one of the private airports. So I would greet all the private jets that came in and I got to meet lots of really cool people. And from there, um, you know, I saw a niche. We only had one catering company that catered to private jets and they only delivered, you know, eight to five. 
So if somebody, you know, if the, the jet wanted their breakfast at six, it would come the night before, which didn't really, you know, make for a very good breakfast. So from there, from that job, I discovered that, and I love to cook, that I could open a catering company. And so I opened a catering company that catered to um, the private jets out of Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. So you must have gotten used to and comfortable dealing with a lot of, well, I guess I'll call the upper echelon people, some people that are financially fairly secure. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And where'd that take you? And then... Uh, well, from there, I ended up coming to Las Vegas and got involved in commercial real estate. Uh, I got my real estate license, I think, when I was 23, maybe? 24? I don't really remember. Um, here in Las Vegas. And from there, got involved in commercial real estate because, you know, they were bigger deals than, than residential real estate. Right. Yeah. I much like the big deals. Much bigger deals and much more complex, I assume, as well. Yes, yes. And I, and I enjoy business. So what are you doing now? I have an image consulting company that I started here in Las Vegas eight years ago. And what does image consulting consist of? Well, we work with individuals on their personal and professional style in the marketplace. And generally our clients come to us for two reasons. They're either looking to advance in their career or they're looking to attract the right mate. And based on results, first impression is everything. And so we work with individuals on managing their first impression. Okay. And just out of curiosity, how many, what percentage do you think is men versus women? Um, I would say probably 70% women and 30% men. Okay. And you said you help people in their careers. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, you know, a lot of people sometimes, especially when they're in, you know, their current job and if they've been there for a long time, they may get comfortable, um, comfortable in their style, comfortable in their work, yet they're looking to advance and statistically, it's proven that 69, that people who dress for the part that they want advance 69% more often. And so clients will come to me, you know, if they've been in a certain role and they're looking to advance. And a lot of times, there's not even a position open, but already just by working with us and dressing for that part, something will open. And usually within 30 to 60 days, our clients advance in their careers. That's pretty amazing. I mean, if I was working somewhere already, I would think they had such an image ingrained in me of who I am, what I can do, that I would be pigeonholed. But just by changing your appearance, you can make a huge difference where you already work? Absolutely. Because you need to think, uh, I don't know if you, if you noticed, but most major companies go through an image change every three to five years. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Apple, you know, they nobody has the first image or the first low, even logo that they came out with. They're always, you know, keeping up with the times and advancing with the times. So just as is, that's relative in the marketplace, it's also relative to someone personally. If you're not, you know, if you're not upgrading your own personal image every three to five years, then you're not being noticed in the marketplace. I know in the workplace, from my experience, a lot of what counts is showing some initiative. And there's a lot of different ways to show initiative, but never really considered your style and your dress and upgrading that to be another form of showing initiative in the job place. 
Absolutely. Cause it'll get you, it'll get you noticed. You know, um, if you go back to you and I refer back to this a lot, if you look at the uh, Kennedy versus Nixon election and that that's when really image really first came into play because that's when TV first came out. And, you know, prior to that, all political interviews were done via the radio. And that, that election is when, you know, the TV first came to, came out and Kennedy got the majority of electoral votes because of his image. He was very clean. He was very polished. And even though Nixon may have sounded better when anytime he got on TV, he was kind of a mess, kind of hair was, was all over the place, you know, his clothes didn't really fit well. And so people gave more credibility to what they saw versus what they heard. Yeah, that reminds me of a statistic. I can't remember exact date, but for many, many years, all presidents had some kind of facial hair. And then once we saw more images of them, that went away as part of their style as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they say, you know, facial hair, you know, means you're hiding something, which I'm not necessarily sure I, I buy into. However, that that is the uh, general consensus in the marketplace. So you just look more clean cut and trustworthy when you're clean shaven. Exactly. So do you, have exactly. Any, do you have any examples? I'd like I'd love to hear an example of someone you worked with and how that helped them in their career. Absolutely. I have several, um, you know, where, since we're talking about, you know, jobs, I remember I, for a long time I was working with a human resource company and, you know, they specialized in writing resumes. And so they would always refer, you know, if they were going to write a resume for someone, they would refer them to us to work on their, you know, personal resume, if you will. And most people that they sent over to, I would say about 70% of the people that they sent over to us got a job within 30 to 60 days. And so that's a really good, you know, track record. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's still one that I, that I hear from, I mean, we're talking, you know, she came to us like six years ago and she continues to write me every now and again, that every time that she's looking, you know, to do something different in her life, whether it's professional or personal, you know, she'll upgrade her image, which is always very exciting. But, um, I also have worked with several, um, you know, we've got a lot of major companies here in Las Vegas. And I remember working with one gal who had, she worked for um, our energy company here. And she'd been with the company for 12 years and continually got passed up for a promotion and, and was definitely well qualified for the promotion. But she was in a job where, you know, jeans and t-shirts were okay to wear to work. So that's pretty much what she wore all the time. And she continually got passed over for this particular promotion. And so she heard about me and we worked together and just upgraded her style a little bit. You know, there was no reason for her to be wearing suits, you know, for her position. However, you know, a little bit nicer of a pant, a little bit nicer of a shirt, maybe adding a little bit of blazer, still, you know, a com comfortable, but just an upgrade to where she currently was. And within 30 days, um, the position opened back up again, and she advanced into that position, and she's been there been there since. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you don't have to dress up everyone to the nines, just a matter of where you are, where you want to be, and maybe a slight upgrade can get you there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once someone works with you, like you're saying before, if they're successful and times change, clothing changes, styles change, 
it would be good for them to come back to you to get another little revamp of who they are and how they present themselves? Absolutely. We work with clients and generally speaking, you know, we work with them twice a year for the spring summer wardrobe and also the fall winter. And 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 it only takes about an hour, even working with an hour with a with a a um, image consultant, you know, because what we do is when we go into a closet is we look at what the pieces are that we need to get to enhance what you already have. See, a lot of people think that if they work with an image consultant, they're going to have to throw out everything that they have and then, you know, be able to afford a whole new wardrobe. And that's not really the case. When we go in and we evaluate uh, a closet, then we'll make a list of the few things that could be added to enhance what it is that you already have. So say, you know, if you add a red blouse, you could make these 10 outfits. And so it's really of a smaller investment than most people think. And so when we work with our clients on those, you know, biannually, it's really taking, okay, what can we add that's, you know, in trend this particular season that will enhance what you already have? I'm going to ask you kind of an off-the-wall question just because it came to my mind. Okay. I just read an article about Mark Zuckerberg and why he wears the exact same thing every day as did Steve Jobs. With Zuckerberg, they were asking if that was that his style, was that his brand? And he said he just doesn't like to think about what he was going to wear every day. <laughs> so he just puts on the same thing every day. What, do you think that would work for someone if, they, if you dress them appropriately? Do you think that would work for, for the average person at the top of a, a multi-billion dollar company to, to wear the same thing every day? I don't. I don't. I, I generally, you know, this is this is what I say to people, you know, because people always say, you know, oh, the casual dress is in, you know, people, you know, those who are, you know, making millions, you know, dress in jeans. And what I say to people is when you're there, you can. <laughs> but until they until they got there, you know, and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's a little bit of a different story. But, you know, a lot of you know, your big CEOs and, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners, there was a time that they wore suits every day to get to where they're at. Now, if you're already making millions, because two, this is the thing is image is not about just what you put on the outside. Really and truly, it's about how you feel in the clothes that you put on. And if you don't see yourself in that position, or you don't see yourself as that, um, you know, next manager or whatever, dressing the part can really help you feel that way. And then, and then you get to that, to that, to that position. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess that old thing that I don't really like those saying about fake it till you make it. This could help you feel the part better when you're dressed and you, and it increases your confidence so that you present yourself better. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it's all of how, like, like I'll even give you an example you know, right now it's like we're doing um, a phone interview. Nobody can see me right now. So I could be sitting here in my pajamas and nobody would know. However, I don't feel the part sitting in my pajamas. So this is the, this, this is the only appointment that I really have today. No one else will see me. And I got fully dressed just for this interview. Wow. So that, so that I'm feeling the part. I'm communicating a message that I'm in alignment with. And you're living your message, not just talking about it. Exactly. Exactly. Because it makes a difference. If I'm sitting here in my pajamas, I'm not feeling like a CEO of a company. I'm feeling like, you know, I don't know, someone who's (laughs) 
stays at home in her pajamas. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't have my pajamas on, but I don't have a suit on either. So I mean, I'm not in I'm not in a suit by any means either. However, you know, just completely dressed for, you know, even a phone interview, it makes a difference in how you're presenting yourself. Right. Now, let's go back a little bit. Do, have you ever had a big challenge in your job? I know you only had three jobs that where you're working for someone else. But uh-huh. whenever you're making a transition, has there ever been a, a big hurdle that you had? I was curious how you got over it. Um, my big hurdles, um, I think my biggest hurdles that I've always had to, uh, overcome, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. However, it's, it's what's coming to mind is really feeling like I could do my boss's job better and yet being a good follower. Cause I think in any career, being a good leader is important and also being a good follower is not is is equally as important, if not more important. And, um, you know, being an entrepreneur since the age of eight is, you know, really learning how to become a good follower and learn from those people that I work with. Okay, great. So I've heard before too, the best leaders are also the best followers because you really need to know both sides of things, so you have to understand your role and how to support the other people. Yeah, and that, and that that took me a little while, a little while to learn, and now it actually plays a huge part in being an entrepreneur because, quite frankly, I learn from those people that work for me. You know, though they really a lot of times will lead me, and had I not learned how to overcome that into in the job in the marketplace, then you know. I might not be as good as that now. And it's really, I love letting my team lead me. Good. What What would you say is your proudest moment in your career? Your proudest accomplishment? Um, I have a few. Uh, I've gotten to work with a lot of the major casinos here in Las Vegas and doing their new hire training. So being able to go in, uh, being able to have, you know, companies like Caesars Entertainment, MGM Resorts, um, those those are really great on my resume, if you will, and really being able to make that difference in their new hires and going in and teaching them, you know, how to dress. That's been that's been a very proud um, accomplishment that I've achieved. And then um, also getting to work with I work with several personal development, personal growth companies. And, um, I remember when one, the first time that they called and asked me to be a part of like their big, um, one of their big workshops that they do and they've never had, um, they never usually bring outside people in. And so it was a big accomplishment, uh, and a moment of pride when they invited me to come in and do a piece on image in their training because they had never brought anyone from the outside in before. So that was that was huge, huge. Yeah, I could see working with a big brand like that. Are they are they looking to bring employees that help them present the image that they want for their company to have, or do they actually see some measurable increase in customer satisfaction or sales or any other area? Say that again. I'm, I'm just wondering if they're if they just trying to pre- present a unified image, 
or if you coming in and presenting uh, or helping increase their style helps with sales or their customer interaction or if there's anything measurable that happens as a result of of working with you absolutely it's a, it's a two part uh two part deal is, is definitely presenting a more unified look and it's also statistically proven that um people who dress better on in the job marketplace are happier ah and so it, it it provides a happier experience for employees. And if they're happier, then their clients are happier. Exactly. Great. Exactly. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, the last question I have for you is I love reading personal development books. I'm just curious if you have anything that's special on your list that I need to know about. Um, some of one of my top favorites that that actually I have two that I continue to reread. One is Good to Great by Jim Collins. And that's really, I mean, that one's great for any entrepreneur or anyone, you know, looking for a job. And then the other one is a book and it's ancient, 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 <laughs> but it's called Psycho-Cybernetics. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but I've never read it. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it's very technical, uh, in a way, however, it's also very practical and, and a lot of the personal growth and personal development books that are around nowadays, um, I think fundamentally come from the psycho-cybernetics because this, this one uh, was, and I forget when it was written, but it's been, a, it's, it's an ancient book. Yeah, and like the 60s or 70s, I believe. Yeah. And it was written by a plastic surgeon and... I, it's all about how, you know, if people don't change the image that they have in their minds of themselves, they'll never get to where they want to go. And so it's all these practical ways to be able to change the way you actually see and think about yourself. And that's how when we work with clients, we really work with clients on the inside out because, you know, we can put you in a nice suit. However, if you're see, still seeing yourself as you know, a grunt employee, yet you want to be in management, yet you, you know, you have to have that, um, that mental uh, image overhaul as well. You're, you're presenting a different side that I hadn't considered before. You do, you do more than just go in and help people dress up. You help them with their insides and their, and how they think of themselves and why they're wearing the clothes and, and everything, not just, not just the clothes themselves. Absolutely. Very rarely, if at all anymore, do I do I work with someone on just the the own per, their outside personal image because a lot of times people think they know what they want, but unless the image is in alignment with who they are as a person, they're not they're not going to get the actual result because nobody just nobody just gets an image consultant because they want to feel good. There's a result attached to it that they're looking to achieve. And unless that that mental image has a makeover as well, they're not going to get the result it is that they're looking for. And can you work with just anyone? Does, are there some qualifications that they have to have to work with you? I'm just wondering. Some people will be more moldable and, and you know, be more willing to, to do some of the things you're talking about than others. I just can't just again, just out of curiosity, is, is do you have an ideal client? Maybe I'll ask it that way. Um, Not really, you know, just... Uh, most people that come to us, 
you know, because when we work with a client, it's not, um, you know, we have some, we have a image evaluation that we do. So it's not too invasive, if you will. Um, and, you know, our ideal client is really a man or a woman between the ages of 29 and 55. Because those are still the ones that are like usually looking to make that advancement or, or make a change or be, you know, open to that change. And, you know, we can work locally and we have several programs where we work with clients on a long distance basis as well. Very good. Well, and that's... they have to be willing to pay. That's, that's <laughs> you know, a lot of times people will come to us and, you know, what, what can we, what can we offer? And the truth is, is things we don't pay for, we don't value. So they have to be willing to pay for their service. Absolutely. Just as kind of a side note, when you said that, I, I used to work in the anti-shoplifting area designing electronics and stuff, and it was found that if someone ever stole like a tube of toothpaste, it no longer had any value to them. They would never buy it again. So you can't give away your services. It has no value, and they'll never pay anybody for that service once they've gotten it free. Absolutely. Very good. Well, I asked about three questions ago. I said I was going to ask the last question. So I, <laughs> I, I overran a little bit there, but you'd really piqued my interest with some of your, with some of your answers. And I just had to go on a little deeper. It's been my pleasure. Okay, Stephanie, I appreciate our time. Uh, thank you very much for your input. I'm sure a lot of people will get some valuable insights and in what they can do to advance their career. So thank you again. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. This episode of Reverse Interview is over. Please visit reverseinterview.com right now for more information about this episode and to get all of the insider scoop to land your dream job. That's reverseinterview.com. We'll see you next time on the Reverse Interview Podcast.